Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan. If you'd like to know more about the show and have an idea of kind of what's going on and where we're at in the world, visit our website where we are currently working on an online campaign guide, which you can find at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you would like to join the show or become a sponsor and help us make this podcast better, visit our Patreon account. Just search for The Adventuring Guild or our website to find a link. And by subscribing and helping us out, you can not only join our Discord to hear our episodes live, you can also become a member of the show, get some awesome merch, and represent the Guild. So thank you very much, and on with the show. So where do you guys want to go from there? You guys have just cleared the Kaban Empire. You can head straight more straight north and go into the Boronian, uh, Boron King Kingdom. You can kind of cut diagonal and hit either Kangfort or the Sakuria Dynasty, or you can go clear to the other edge of the continent and hit uh, Restmore. I feel like that's, uh, that'll probably be our last stop in the King Islands, or at least in this leg of the King Islands. Either that or the Port Will. Either we go up and around. Or up and butt and butt, or butt, 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 butt. <laughs> that made a ton of sense to yeah, everybody. That definitely caught <laughs> So we have, what, three three locations, yeah. potentially? Four on this main island that you have yet to visit, and then uh, all the other islands that you have not yet. So, Broren, uh, once... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, so, so, yeah, Broren... Yeah, Broren, uh, Kangport, Securia Dynasty... And Restmore. I'm voting Kingport, but what was the third one? Third one was Sakuria. We're going to Sakuria. Alright. All right. You guys go over into the middle of this. Let me get my mouse over there. There we go. You go right into the middle of this continent over here. It is lush green valleys, terrace steps of crops everywhere. Uh, very picturesque, um, idyllic, peaceful place. Hey folks, this is DM Bob, obviously. Um, we had some technical difficulties in here where the recording cut out, so I did a real quick wrap-up, uh, but that's why there's kind of an awkward pause and stuff right here. Uh, so where we left off, the portal shard had just been buried, and a large stone had been set atop it, and uh, uh, Magnus decided to stand atop said stone and watch this large magical creature come swooping down, um, and he's, he's saying bring it. So everybody rolled initiative, and it swooped down. So... What do you want to do to prepare for this? Because, Magnus, you are going first. How much time do I have before it hits? Uh, like six seconds. It is you uh, scrambles, then it lands. If it's going to land. I want to hit this thing as hard as I possibly can. 
So I'm just going to wait for it to get here so that I can hit it as hard as I possibly can. I'm holding your action until it gets within striking range. Yeah. Ten feet or five feet? Pre-heal. I have reach, so ten feet. Ten feet. All right. It starts streaking towards you at 90 feet per round. Scrambles, what would you what? like to do? It's a very fast thing <clears throat> flying at you. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, yeah. <laughs> not right up on us yet, so I guess. Well, hold your action just like uh, Magnus's. Well, I'm gonna uh, roll for self. <laughs> okay. Nineteen. All right. Yeah, you can see that there's some pretty thick bush around the outside of the hill there, yeah. so you're able. <laughs> uh, so, you're <laughs> so you're able to hide in the cover of the the brushes. Getting maximum usage out of this. Pretty much. We are a whole three minutes in, and that is already two loons. <laughs> All right. So uh, then the creature advances. It gets within ten feet. Magnus, do your thing. Reckless attack! <laughs> that is a... Very... Uh, uh, 23 to hit. 23 100% hits. That and that will be a uh, 13 magical slashing damages. Alright, good thing you specified magical slashing. Once again, just as what has happened before, I need a wisdom saving throw. DC 16. 16! Ah, you make it. As this magical energy begins to crackle down the, uh, the spear, you slam it into the ground, discharging it into the ground around you. Uh, we then move on to uh, scrambles. Let's see, you just hit, so yeah, I wasn't holding an action. Okay, so then uh, it is going to go ahead and attack with its two psychic whip thingies, and it smacks both of them at uh, uh, Magnus, being the only critter around. Oh, I guess it does not have advantage. It makes two attacks. Actually, it does because I attack recklessly. That will be the one, and that will definitely hit. Uh, that one will definitely hit as well. The lowest of those two was a 23. So, it appeals to you. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, 19 points of psychic damage, and I need a wisdom saving throw. So, I'm going to 21. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, alright. That's a 19. You feel your vision start to fade at 20. So it's a 19. Saving throws don't count for naturals or crits? No, they're just attacks. Okay. So you see your, your vision, or you see your vision. Your vision kind of tunnels just a little bit, and it almost like some interference, a white light, a washout, but then you're able to shake your head, clear your vision, and you are good to go. We then move on to Cherno. All right. I have no idea. Can I roll our nature, I guess, to see if I know what would hurt this one? Uh, Arcana, I would accept. Okay. Or religion, because this would be a powerful enough being that would fall within religion. the religion category as well. Uh, 14? Uh, which one? Arcana or religion? Religion. Religion? Uh, you would know that the these are what the uh, clerics of the arcane domain worship as the lesser messenger type angel beings. So these would be celestial... Magic, not celestial because they're elemental, but these would be like they speak to the gods of magic. These creatures transport that kind of whatever. But this one seems to be corrupted. I'm going to cast my my touchpad has this issue that it's on for long enough, it just doesn't stop selecting. So, yeah, I'm just busy selecting everything. 
I'm going to cast protection from evil and good. Okay. Um, well, you would know that this would be an elemental as the other one yeah. have been Oh, it does elementals too? Aberration, Celestials, Elementals, Phase, Fiends, and Undead. Fantastic. So then disadvantage on all attacks against you? That's, yeah. Disadvantage against attack rolls against the target. Can't, target can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. If it was already all of those things, this... It, uh... The target has vanished any new saving throw. And it's touch-based, so foolishly I'm going to touch our lovely automaton friend here. Okay. Yeah, so now all their attack rolls will be just straight rolls. Yes. I'm going to continue to attack recklessly. I had a small suspicion that was what was Probably a good idea. Um, so I'm going to just have him be like, Go get him, champ. <laughs> Alright, I can say you went up behind him so you weren't yeah, the attack was the range. Intent. It was just kind of like, yep. you can do this. <laughs> Bob is super worried about the power of this thing. So oh, I just well, um, I'm about to I'm about to drop another another link. Oh, did we get a pack or like a spell slot renewed from killing the last one? Oh yes, uh, go ahead and roll for that. I didn't use any, so I forgot to ask how. Uh, I didn't get it. Okay. Cool. okay. Yeah, that. Um. Using. I'm gonna pause that real quick and just we're just gonna go share, <laughs> copy, that. Whoever wants to click on, okay, I'll click on it. It's fine. You click on it, it shares the stream. That is true. We click on it, it does not. Using. <laughs> That is fantastic. <laughs> and then he goes into this whole self-hyped thing that is phenomenal, and if you get a chance, watch it, because it's Dragon Ball Z approach, and that's all you need to know. We'll see. That's fantastic. Thank you. Alright, Bob is extremely worried about what is going on, and he points his glaive at the creature, and he's going to burn a discord point to uh, launch Ray of Frost with Stormcrow. So... His familiar uh, becomes encased in ice and slams into this creature. Um, I can't none of this, which sucks. But I'm not even going to have to roll. Um, the storm crow slams into this magical creature, and all the magic that was on that crow is stripped away and absorbed into the creature itself. Like, that's not how you use a glaive, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a lame mistake. A lame mistake. Oh lord. That's been funny. He made a walk of this side. <laughs> we did move back onto madness. This is why people are glad I got both strength for you know, too many hours in a row. I get it. If you're able to come up with them that good though, I mean you're still you you're not that That is a twenty-four to hit? Yes. And Cocked uh, for another 13 points of magical slashing damage. Alright. And the save is only a 13. 13? Uh, that is 25 points of psychic damage. I'm down. Oh. Scrambles! You got problems. Wait, no, wait. Was that worth? Oh, never mind. That's a saving throw yeah. thing, not a not a attack roll. Yeah. Protection from evil and good won't help me. No, it's not a charm, right? or possession. Nope. No. It's just a straight psychic damage. Uh, I'm trying here. Uh, no. Well, 
If he's down, I don't get advantage, do I? Well, you're still technically hiding in the bushes. You haven't even come out yet. So you could jump out and scream, and I think that would surprise them enough to get advantage. Okay, well... That's two, two, two hits from there. Their little psychic damage puts me down. Because adventures don't get a lot of hit die either. D8, unless you take the feat to increase it to a 10. Huh. All right, well, Scraggles is going to scramble out of hiding. <laughs> and he's going to do rip. a sneak attack with the rapier. Uh, uh, 15? 15. Oh, nope, one point off, unfortunately. <laughs> he's like... What channel? I need to channel divinity. Uh, channel divinity is a once a day ability for documents, or I think it's the one where you can take all the knowledge into your brain and get the automatic twenty. That's of my warlock skill. Oh, that is your warlock skill, isn't it? I don't know. <coughs> I'm gonna bonus action hide. Okay, you are still hidden in the bushes. Oh, again. Okay, yeah. You scramble around and you get back behind a different set of brush. You just gonna stay there? Yeah. Okay. And their past perception, they are unable to spot you. Uh, all right. Now on to that uh, creature. Uh, since Bob is the last one that attacked it, it swipes its psychic chains at him. And uh, oh, no, one of them hits because the plus seven is only a ten uh, there. So that one hits. It doesn't actually give a channel divinity to documenters. You're kidding me. Um. That's really weird. But I think it's because it does all the contract stuff. Probably. But it says that they act as domain spells. Oh, okay. But well, and you, could all, you always have access to the turn undead. All clerics do. So you would have that, not that this is undead, but you would have that ability for channel divinity. Huh. Uh, Bob takes 13, so 18 points of damage, and Bob is blue. Um, he then says, we should get the hells out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cherno, it is now your turn. Um, I'm gonna keep these people alive, but I'm a little worried that's not reasonably practical right now. Uh, I'm out of my level two practice spells as well. So, I mean, I still have my defense contract because the last bunch of things haven't actually aimed at me, which is pretty crap. No, no, it's, it's good. Let's keep that. Well, yeah, for you, yeah. yeah. Um, crap. Um,. <laughs> Try and save them. I will call the Nimbus 9001. Right. <laughs> okay. Right up to you. And I'll use my action to move it over to grab Bob. Alright. Yeah, that seems like the best plan I can. And then, I guess that's my movement, but. And then message either of you and be like. I'm unconscious. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so a message would be like, we're getting out of here. Alright. Uh, Bob is then seeing the Nimbus 9001 right next to him is going to try to lift Cherno in, or uh, not Cherno uh, lift Magnus into the cloud thing and my strength is a plus two so I'll a general strength check oh god uh, that was a five so Bob strains tries not to poop his pants uh, decides against it, and... Uh, decides think, against trying not to poop his pants? <laughs> decides against trying not to poop his pants. Uh, so he just, just loafs. Just, yeah. Right in his drawers. Yep. Is Healing Word a bonus action? Healing Word is a bonus action. Okay. Then Healing Word as a bonus action on Magnus um, before using his movement to climb onto the cloud. So, what be four? Two. You regain two points of health, which is 
you're up. So, and I climb into the cloud and say, get your ass up here. I shit my drawers to give you a second chance. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd have told that. Oh, God. And it is your turn as well, Magnus. Um... Where 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 is the cloud in relation to me and the things? Uh, right next to I would have been right next to you, so you were five feet from the cloud as well. I just climbed on top of it after trying to lift you up there. All right, reaches the thing. I'm gonna hop onto the cloud, okay, and then take a swing at this guy. All right, from the cloud. All right. They never expected attack from the cloud. So that is a modified twenty hits for sixteen. Magical Slash. Alright. And that is exactly a 16 on the save. Awesome. We're gonna action surge. <laughs> because, you know, I'm not dead yet, so let's try this again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that is another hit. Yep. And another 13. Alright. And that will <laughs> drop me unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I will hit this thing until it dies or I die. Okay. Or I am not in a position to hit it anymore. Alright. Scrambles, it is now up to you. You would be 10 feet away, 15 feet away at the most from the cloud. Can I hit it on the way to the cloud? Yep. Yeah, as long as you disengage the bonus action, you won't take uh, Or your 15 foot reaction move that doesn't pay off. No, I have I no have idea that. why, but my donor thing keeps giving me all these messages in Spanish. But we just got a $5 donation! Yay! <laughs> At least I'm assuming that's what it said, because it was in Spanish. It is, I got <laughs> Okay. Alright, well, I'm going to... I bonus action hit um, my last turn after I missed. I'm going to run up and do a sneak attack with my rapier. Fifteen. Fifteen is one point short again. <laughs> what is up with all the one points off? Because you have you been one, one point, point off from. I mean, I've gotten two crits today. Yeah, but I've been one point off from getting either either from you know rolling an eighteen. I miss with my rapier, get a shoot at it with the hand crossbow as I go by. That's a net one. Awesome. Go ahead and roll. That's what pretty good at that. And since yeah. it's. Yeah, and since it's a ranged attack, you do not have to worry about the wisdom saving throw. So that's 12 piercing damage. Fantastic. And then as my reaction, I'm going to use the skirmish, uh, skirmisher feature and move the remaining distance to the cloud without provoking an attack opportunity. Awesome. Hop on there. Yep, you jump onto the cloud. Oh, so on. now it is just Cherno that is not on there, but it is the creature's turn. And since Bob and Scrambles are the only two nearby, we each get to take one smacky smack attack. So the giant magical whips with oh man, I could not have rolled lower. That is a 10 for Bob, which misses, and that is a 12 for uh, Scrambles, which I'm assuming misses. Yes. I could not have rolled lower on that, pretty much. Uh, so yes, both of those change with the cloud kind of bobbing and sinking and stuff. It just whips on either side. And uh, misses us. It is now Cherno's turn, and we are all on the cloud. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm unconscious, but I'm white knuckling my blade because <laughs> I know there's still, a, I subconsciously know there's still a fight happening. Is anyone unstable? Like death saving? I am death. I am saving from 
Sure I put my hand on you and I'm like, wait till we're out of danger first, he will smack it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can spare the dying. That's what I'm doing. Okay, exactly. yeah, spare the dying was just... <laughs> I'm doing the shoes, but this time I'm touching your face because it is a touch smell. But you're just into not dying. It needs to die! Oh, um, that's great. So yeah, that's how I use it. And I hop on the cloud at the same time. Alright, and then we go ahead and zoom out of there. Since there are three currently conscious people, we will see who gets the attack of opportunity. That would be Bob. <laughs> and that will hit. <laughs> I'm gonna hit it! Oh, it did include daylight saving time for us. So we have 12 arms left to go, guys. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, my, my clock just changed to 1 a.m. Yeah, my yep. Like I said, we'll probably end up shutting down just a little bit early, but we'll see. Uh, oh, Bob. Huh? Oh, Peshaw. I know. It's mostly because of kids and everything else. Yep. So um, that is uh, exactly how many health points Bob had left with exactly 15. And so Bob, poof, to the crowd. <laughs> okay. I, say, uh, 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 I have advantage on death saves. Spare the dying on the guy who's all on straight rolls. <laughs> I can just shush all of you into staying alive but not attacking things. Yes, and then Cherno steers it out of there. Yes, but if I attack it, then it can die. No. It chases after <laughs> us for a while, but the Nimbus 9001 has a movement speed of 91 as opposed to the 90 that it does. And so we are able to zoom clear out of the way. Wait, Bob, what's it? How, how, how long is its leash? You know, how, how long will it actually follow us before it, it, it disappears? Oh, yeah. It follows us for a while, but then when it sees that we're, it's not going to catch up to us, it turns around and zooms back down towards where that stone is. But as much as you see it pounding on that rock and trying to, st- to get that shard out from where it was planted, it is unable to remove it. And the creature just rages around there and just kind of stations itself right there by that shard. Alright, we will go ahead and kick us out of combat unless uh, we revive Magnus and he decides to jump back I in. I will jump off. <laughs> I'm not reviving him at this time. Okay. So, where would you guys like to go from here? We had just cleared... Um, oh, oh, you guys got one source point. What? Something. I just had a horrible idea for our next encounter. Oh, God. You guys get one source point to distract from that horrible idea, so you guys are up to ten source points that you can use after we get done with this stream. So, we basically cleared the uh, Sakuria Dynasty uh, locale. We can go to the capital city there, or we can shoot south into Kang Port, which is kind of the next big location, the next major metropolis. Kang Port! We zip down to Caneport. Sorry, I'm, 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 I should let other people decide where we go. He wakes up and just shouts, Caneport! Yeah. Personally, Trina wants to go to the largest source of knowledge he can, or download the knowledge from his patron. Whichever you would like to do. You can do that mid-flight, because it's going to be a little while while you're heading down to check what I can do. So I'm going to short rest and roll I just like how you're downloading information from your patron while on the cloud. Yeah, it's obviously cloud access. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because I imagine, like, little buddy is, like, beeping and whistling and everything else, and you've got your sensors out, Magnus, and everything. Bob is enjoying this, dude. Wait, no, I'm unconscious. I can't use it. I... 
<laughs> no, I'm not directly speaking to a person or group unless I'm speaking to them about what these are. So, unless I'm telling you guys what it is, I don't... Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. Yeah, you... Especially with the patron I have, the Cattlekeep Library, I'm going to want to go to a library. So okay. would I know which city, area, even the ones that we've already been to, has the largest library? Kingport, uh, Port City would be the largest because you've been there, you know that, but Kingport is the next biggest metropolis. Okay. So you're guessing being a major port city, it would have all sorts of non-standard books, whereas, as everybody knows, the winner or the, the victors are who write the history books. So if you go to those particular kingdoms, they might not be as accurate or as good. Okay, so then yeah, Kingport's trying right. to pick two. You zip all the way to Kingport. About an hour has passed by the time we get there. Everybody's waking up. Bob has a killer backache because he sleeps on the floor. He needs a mattress so firm. And this is a cloud feather, a very soft cloud type experience. So he wakes up with a backache. Um, and I will, as we're getting into, uh, which port is this? Kingport. Yeah. I will cure wounds on who's got the least HP right now. Bob's totally unconscious, but now has one hit point after waking up, as would Magnus. And you did short rests? Well, I was unconscious, so I couldn't short rest. Yeah, oh. but once we get to Caneport, we can short rest if you guys want. Um, I'm going to heal Bob because that'll be my last healing, and I know you have healing spells. So I'm going to cure wounds on you. Okay. D8 plus one. Why would you need a bard right now? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All you get is me, you get 7 health. Awesome. Bob is up then with uh, 8 health points now. Um, but unfortunately, I'm totally out of spell slots, so I can't heal. No. Uh, but I do have a potion if you want. I okay, I have two, two, two healing potions as well. And they're even the legit ones, not even the sketchy ones. So I'm going I'm to down both of, both of these. <laughs> for 6... Well, I take that back. I have spell slots left, but they're my patron spell slots, so I don't have healing spells associated with those, unfortunately. And seven is thirteen. Okay. Y'all need to try these healing potion I, things. I will next time I'm low. Yep. And then I'm going to spend um twenty-six. I'm going to spend all four of my hit dice to try to gain back up. Hells yes. 7 plus 8 plus 1, 16 plus 6 is 22. Oh, God. That will top me back off. I rolled to regain health points as well. 1, 1, 3, 3. I didn't even get back a full hit die. Oh man, alright. Between the potions and the all four hit dice, I am now back up to full. I am at 13. <laughs> uh, oh no, because you healed me for 11. So I'm at 23. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Alright, so uh, we are able to then head into Kangport itself. Uh, we've taken a short rest, anybody that needs to. And at this point, where would you yes. guys like to land? Kingport being the largest metropolis has air docks there, it has ship docks, it has uh, large stables, it has uh, a full gate on the outside, a full wall, everything, super populated, super busy. Can we get a like, Nimbus Valet, Nimbus parking spot? You can go to the air docks where they have small little docking areas for personal craft. <laughs> we will and we won't tie it up because apparently it doesn't need to be tied up, but yep. yeah, we'll just 
Alright, you bloop right in there and uh, land and whatnot. The uh, Kingport uh, authorities guarantee that it'll be there when you get back. Um, they've heard that there's uh, strange. Is that an actual promise to me? Yes, that is an actual promise to you. If it's not there when I get back, I will know exactly where they are for they a said, Yeah, they said they've been on the lookout lately because there's been small children with tails uh, running around <laughs> stealing small personal crap like that. Congratulations, you will only know where Goku is. <laughs> no, I'll know where they are. No. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so you're able to land and get into Kang Fort uh, itself. Once again, this is not a mirror of Port City. Port City is a little bit larger, but Port is much more martial in nature. Port City is much more commercial, much more free trade, run by a council of the wealthiest guild members. Uh, Port is 100% built upon the survivors of the Kang Island. So it is a much harder place, but just as varied as far as what you can do there and get access to there. Uh, they're just much stricter on the rules. Okay. So, heading to a library, you said? Immediately, yeah. Alright, we'll go ahead. Would you guys go with them, or do you guys want to kind of split up into your own thing and came for it for a little bit? Bob's going to be finding a temple, because he got shit that he got to I got a crystal. I'm going to go find a park. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Would you have told everybody you were doing that, or are you just yes. going to pocket one of those? No, I just feel like, I'm going to go do what we came here to do. <laughs> Please, somebody. I have no magic to stop you, and it's just... Please, can you hold off on it? Did you have a chance last time? They're progressively getting stronger. I'm gonna go buy some health potions before I go. <laughs> Alright. You start wandering off towards the markets. You're gonna be a one-man apocalypse just to yourself. Pretty much. However, you are in the middle of uh, Kang Port, so it's going to be a shit show when this ends up happening. Uh, I mean, it's gotta happen anyway. Yeah, but it can happen when we're ready for it and know their weaknesses. Their weakness is death. <laughs> the weakness is my yes, spear. Yes, but some of our things don't hurt them at all. <laughs> oh, that's great. Alright, so... Can Turtle try and persuade him to just cool his jets? Would Magnus be able to be persuaded in this? Because you're walking a fine line of I'm personality no. versus... I'm not saying no, I'm just saying let's find out how we can kill them most efficiently. <laughs> Bring a swift death upon them, and not us. More importantly, that latter part. Or Bob again. I will give you half of that. But other than nothing. It'll, it'll probably end up being longer than that if you're going to go buy potions first, considering you had to walk down to the markets, everything else. With that, you probably got a full hour of research time. Okay. Alright, so you'll know when I'm ready. Yes, I will. <laughs> the big demon magical beast descends upon uh, the city. No, I will, I will, I will wait until. Just don't take too long. I'm not planning to be there all night, but... That being said, I can probably only buy, like, two potions. Alright, so you head out towards the Market District area. Um, Cherno, you're going to head to the library? Yeah. Scrambles, what would you be doing? Scrambling. You are in a port city. There's a fish yeah. one down by the docks. I'm not gonna lie, I might go down for a bit. I gotta drive back to Lincoln in the morning. Go for it if you want to, man. I need to take a little nap. Go for it. Cat nap? Catnap, yes, that's exactly what Scrambles is doing. Is he finds a good spot to lay down for a little bit and he catnaps. Alright. So, uh, then uh, just let us know when you're coming back over and we'll jump you back into the stream. Yeah. So, you guys ended up uh, splitting up for a little bit. Uh, Scrambles ended up catching a catnap 
and then um, Micah, you're going to the markets, but you're not quite sure where they are. Bob is going to head over to the Temple District, and uh, Cherno is headed to the library. So we'll go ahead and start with Cherno, because this is going to be the more labor-intensive one, and I don't want to talk myself at the Temple. So <laughs> you end up going to the library, and it was pretty easy to find. You just located the nearest Mages Guild, and you figured it's going to be a part of the Mages Guild. So you are able to get into this library, and what would you be looking for specifically? Um, because I know they're related to, with that uh, religion check, I know they're related to the temples. They may be corrupted, but there might be some knowledge, especially in the Mages Guild, about what these elementals are. Because I think, as far as I know so far, they are arcana elementals. Yes, magic, arcana, mana, one of those names. Okay, magic guys don't like us using crystals. That's the only note I've got, so we'll add arcana elementals. And then one more thing, are you going to the library inside the Mages Guild, or like a citizen library of Hankwood? What would I need to roll to know which one would be better for me? Whichever. Uh, The citizen library would likely have more mundane books, whereas the Mages Guild would have more magical books. Probably looking for that. Okay. You walk into the Mages Guild, and you just walked into the Mages Guild. This is exactly like Port City. As a matter of fact, you recognize that floating spirit that is floating around there, and you look and you recognize that portal shard that is still currently being held in suspended animation, and you recognize that little chronomancer that's standing there. He's like, what are you doing back here? I'm not here. I'm at Kingport. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. They did kind of tie all these places together and mages and their magic. I I don't know what they're trying to do with time and space. I'm doing stuff with time and space, too, but that's different. <laughs> so what, what do you need? What do you need? Um, first of all, very quick update. Every time we battle these, these elementals are coming up and getting stronger and stronger. Not a good time. Um, we didn't win like this last time, but we did so get shark planted, and I need to find out what the heck to, we can use to defeat them, because some of my spells are bouncing right off. If it's magic elementals you're up against, the more, the stronger they get, the less magic will work. They start to absorb all the ambient magic around them, so the ones that you're getting are the ones that have been here the longest, even though time has stopped. Where they're from, time doesn't really matter. Not that time matters at all, it's a construct, but never mind. Um, so the only way that you can bring them down is to throw the biggest and the baddest things you can at them. I think we pulled the big and bad something you could throw at them earlier, but I understand if he's getting a bit overwhelmed, your best bet would be to throw the shards and hope for the best. Because I don't think you can stand against them, and I don't have the resources or the power to help you out right now. If I were to extend my power, it would possibly cause very negative side effects towards the end of this whole uh, 24-hour period. As my magic starts to run short, paradoxes become more likely, and we don't know what could happen with that. So throw the shards at them or just throw them? Throw them into the ground if you're able to to anchor them, but there's a pretty good chance that they'll be destroyed in the process. So then does that accomplish anything for you? It doesn't, but if they stick then, and you're able to hold them off just long enough for them to set, it may still have some sort of benefit. But like I said, you can call upon my power if you need, but if you do so, there's a higher chance of a paradox happening later on. That's okay. Okay. And I will take that... Oh, do they have any magical weaknesses? Magical weaknesses, no. The stronger they get, they will start absorbing all magic that comes into contact with them. The only thing that you can do to take them out is to beat them physically, which makes no sense because they were going to shock the heck out of you if you try to do it. But 
There's very little you can do. Your best bet is to throw something gigantic at them from as far away as humanly possible. Okay, use large projectiles. <laughs> Got it. Where's Sean Drassicar would we need him? Right. Start launching townsfolk. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. <laughs> use large projectiles. Magic stops working. Um, the other thing that you can try and do is to gain allies within the cities themselves and possibly other creatures of power. They might be able to help supplement what you can do on your own. But where you'll gather these allies and how, I am uncertain. Okay. Uh, and something I just recalled is I can use any act of power I want to find points for from my book. That can be very helpful very soon. <laughs> Alright. Um, oh, what are we doing here? Computer? Uh, okay, perfect. So is going to thank him, and I won't take up any more of your time. I know, I know, I know. Cause up blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Alright, as you go to leave, he throws three more of those little hourglass-shaped things, and he says, if you do end up needing my power in the direst of circumstances, just break one of these. How but, many are we at now? Uh, four. Uh, you have one that's a free teleport that you used once already. You've got one that's a free teleport to get back to Port City. Um, because the little Nimbus 9001 isn't going to be enough to get you on normal standard time. Um, and then you have three of them that you can use to call his aid. So one to teleport to Port City. Yep. And three to call aid. Yep. But each time you use one, we'll roll, and yep. it'll get a higher percentage of a paradox occurring. And anything could happen from that. Okay. I uh, got it. And so I'll go back and hope... Tangor wakes up. Hope that's not been much time. That's one of the options. Hope that not too much time has passed so that I can catch him before he plants anything in the ground. The same person that was walking up the street is still walking up the street when you exit. Because when you entered into the Mage's Guild, time has stopped there. There. So you were in there for seconds. Thank God. Alright, so I'm going to be running <laughs> dead on sprint to catch him and using messaging. So as soon as I'm within 120 feet of them, fantastic. All right, Bob is going to real quick run to the temple. He's going to get full healing, so he's back up to 33. And um, yeah, then he will start heading your guys' direction as well to catch back up. All right, and so you're in the markets getting health potions. Yeah, I'm looking for the cheapest health potions I can find. <laughs> Cheap, doesn't have to be good. You, you find a fairly run-down looking stand, and you 100% get the whip of blood off of the stand. And they're not necessarily the best potions in the world, but, you know, they're only like 10 gold pieces. Same power, but there may be some unintended side effects. I'll buy five. Okay. You buy five of these health potions. Every time you drink one, we roll the percentile die to see what happens. And you see him buying potions from this very dubious stand. Um, I'm just going to be right up like, we have a plan. <laughs> I will legitimately be rolling everything I could to be stopping you. You jump, you jump underneath of it and stab you through the Turtle would take it at this point before he let you do that. I'm like, religion? Can I call upon a library book or a fucking telephone book to go between? Oh, nope. man. Oh, imagine if that shard pierced the tome that you've got that has all the knowledge. It sucks all the knowledge out of that. Oh, craziness. But, no, we have a plan, and I know how you can attack them without taking damage. 
and kill them without getting yourself killed. And without getting anyone else killed. Mostly me. <laughs> Mainly me. <laughs> talk while we walk. Okay. Talk to the... Went to the library, ended up going to Port City, talked to Mage Dude. Long story short... Extraneous information, get to the point. <laughs> He's walking. He's power walking with that crystal shard out, ready to stab it in the ground. All magic will be absorbed, including magic weapons. Physical attacks are going to start hurting you more than it hurts them. It will kill you before you hurt it. <laughs> Throw large projectiles from long distances. Um, I don't or know. start throwing shards, not kachunking them. Don't kachunk it. Don't kachunk it. And in case you missed the first two, don't kachunk it. <laughs> you guys could also, these shards, you have 15 of them total, you could it's throw done. down multiple shards. Yeah, that was my actual whole game plan. Is we're going to go in the and go, I... They just have to touch the ground. You don't have to push it in the ground. Still get to attack the dude. No, it's it's not it's not you know actively <laughs> looking for a fight. I'm just sitting here. Just that leaves a lot more chance than I'm coming. Where's the chance? If you get if you do the kachunk, you will die. This is no longer a maybe. This is no longer a, you can. We have a chance to kill them. We will die before we can do it on the next base. It is more important that we keep doing this than that we maybe successfully do one more. Being a military-minded individual, uh, Magnus, go ahead and roll me a perception check. <laughs> that one really didn't want to... Oh, no, no, take that! I mean, that's only one on one different. 18? 18. You noticed as you guys were flying in, the entire outside walls of the city are manned with ballista and other repeating crossbow-style large weapons. Uh, there's also a mage tower right in the center of town. That's the same mage tower, but that's a paradox we're not going to get into. Uh, there's a tinker's guild, there's a fighter's guild, there's a merchant's guild. All the guilds that are represented in Port City are represented here, with almost the same distribution of powerful adventurers as well. So, I don't know anything about the guilds. You would see large mechanical creation siege engines that are running around this town. As I see those, I go, where's the captain of the guard? Alright, you would know the fight, you would be directed to the Fighters Guild if you asked uh, somebody. Uh, and they would direct you over to a very large bunker style building. Like, right? this building is only a couple stories tall, but you can tell that it goes deep underground with this entire massive training facility. So now I have to make a decision. Why are your Fighters Guild? I think, are they fighters? Are they fighters? And, uh, I'm gonna... Get punchy boys. Yeah, that, that's kind of like... <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously considering doing the whole kick down the door and say, who's asked do I got a kick to get a little help around here? <laughs> okay. And so I think that's what I'm just gonna walk up and just... Boom! And just say exactly that. Who's asked do I got a kick to get some help around here? Nobody's even phased, and all of a sudden you hear the slam of an arm down on a table as this massive Goliath man stands up cracks his neck and says, that would be me. You're big. I like you. Here's the deal. Uh, we came from Port City. We got these magic rods. The world is trying to apparently tear itself apart uh, because magic nonsense apparently. I'm not too on it personally. Uh, so we've been tasked with running around the world throwing these rods into the ground to kind of help stabilize things. We do that. We get attacked by demons. These demons don't really care whether or not they get hit with magic, but apparently, uh, a bunch of guys 
can do all right, but you'll get zapped with massive amounts of psychic backlash. Look up from a distance. Yeah, you shush. You're a bookworm. This is military talk. <laughs> On that, because of my flaws, Turner was going to use that nat twenty talking. Okay. And become the mil- so the way it works, I download all of the information about military tactics, and I become the smartest guy in the room for one cent- like one conversation. <laughs> all right. And he's going to go into the exact military okay. tactics of it. Alright. Which is a really awful burn of that skill, but I have to because that was the consequence of it. I was, you actually acted very rashly there because we were actually getting to that point. <laughs> Alright, you end up doing this entire explanation of what you have seen thus far and the best tactics and you talk to experts and that the best thing that you could probably do is to line them up with some of your large siege engines, attack them from all sides, and bring down this threat. And like the perfect place to put the crystals, the very bottom of the bunker, so it has to go through all the layers and like every great tower defense game. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Tower defense tactics don't work in real life. <laughs> Not when they can fly at 90 feet per yeah. round over the tops of things. But you you explain why in tiny corridors the whole. <laughs> very true. If it was inside the building, very that's what I'm saying. Go to the bottom of the bunker. God. Put down the crystal, line up people and ballistas at each level going down, and it has to still, even if it's one round of attack, with the with the Nat 20 explanation, I will let you have them put it there if you would like to. Yes. Alright. And then you you can still push up it if you want to be the last line of defense. I just hand on the back of the He's gonna stand at the damn front door. I don't care where you are. I take one and I go out into a open plane just to spite you. <laughs> Would the entire fighters guild let him get away with that? It's I'm not your a guy with a bag. Okay. So, like I said, I you the whole two. bag except for one rod that I'm taking. Oh. Alright, so you have, you have insulted Magnus's pride. You set one, you lead them down into the very bottom of the bunker as quickly as possible. The fighters guild is up in arms. Nobody's paying attention to Magnus no. as he walks out. And all of a sudden, it is set in the ground right about the same time that you find a large open expanse of, of area near one of the walls. It's unpopulated. And you slam it in the ground at the same time. And then I just walk off. <laughs> Heads or tails? Edge. Edge. Okay. Tails. It goes straight for the bunker. Thank God. <laughs> this beast, the size of a small airship, cruises over the top of Kangport, and you see that it is now three of those small ones that have merged into, or three of the larger ones that have merged into an even larger one. And above its head is kind of this halo, but not like a a horizontal halo, it's a vertical halo, and in that that top ring, this bolt charge of magical energy crackles and sparks, and they call down the airstrike, and just boom, the entire top layer of the Fighter's Guild is peeled away People are thrown left and right as this thing starts to descend. Everybody roll me initiative. Well, three of us roll me initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. 16. 16? 18. 18. And the enemy, Bob rolled a 12. The enemy rolled a 2. He's big and slow. I guess I don't need to do the correct. There's all four of us. So, 
Magnus, you are up first. You are standing right on the edge of the walls. You saw the entire fighter's guild get blown apart. You can see that there's a ramp going up to the large ballista on the outside of the wall. There are siege engine machines that you can possibly use if you can figure out how they're operated. Uh, or you can stand there and scream at it until it comes down and you stab it. So, classic style battle. So, once again, my pride was insulted. As a result, I'm walking to the Nimbus. <laughs> oh god, I didn't even think about the Nimbus. Alright. But, they got it. Oh, okay! You hop on the Nimbus, and what are you going to do from there? The next point city. You start flying out of King. Well, sorry, I, I, uh, I don't know if I actually... Um, I'm going to hover outside the city and just watch. <laughs> okay. To the outskirts of the city. As you watch all the city guard begin to man positions on these ballista, uh, and everybody starts doing their thing. So I'll take you out of initiative for right now. You tell me when you want to jump back in. Turn up. I'm going to assume I'm near the bottom. And <laughs> yeah, if you were near the top, you would be in a smoky pile. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything. I guess I'm going to sit there with my sickle. All right. We then move on to Bob. Bob is going to evacuate my gale, and he's going to run his ass out of there and towards the temple district and seek protection within the Raven Queen's temple. So he bails and starts running that way. We then move on to the monster, which once again is going to see if it can recharge its big booty weapon. It's a three, so it does not recharge. It instead uses those lashing-type weapons to strike down at the ground and just decimates an area about ten by five line of just two streaks through the ground. And the city guard begins shooting away and everything, and are you just going to hunker down there until something happens? Uh, it doesn't seem wise to leave, so uh, yeah. You're watching from afar. Bob runs his ass over to the Waving Queen's Temple, and eventually, after close to 30 minutes... This creature is finally dispersed. After hundreds of bolts of ammunition are fired, after mages launch every spell you can imagine that just gets absorbed, after the tinkers are catapulting goblins into the thing, because you know one other ammo is there, um, they finally bring down this creature. The destruction of Kingport is close to 75%. However, you guys do secure one source point. Alright. Turn those plans up to 75% of the city being destroyed. What do you think you're going to spend your source points on? <sighs> Alright. Going home. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so then what would you guys like to do from here? You I'll go pick up Bob. Okay, yeah. Bob's like, Cherno! Or, uh, not Cherno, uh, Magnus, over here! Did I see him? Yep. Alright, and then do we pick up Flaming Cherno? Can you convince me to go pick up Flaming Cherno? Let's say, you know he didn't need it, it'll be okay. The problem he, is that it's the right thing for him, too. He will probably apologize. He didn't mean it like that. He just wants to do what's right and help out. And he thought he knew what was going on. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna sit there and go, does he really want to? Does, well, I'm not gonna say he doesn't know right from wrong, but does he really want to help out? Yes. <laughs> I would say, Bob would try to rationalize this as, all right, we all know that you've seen some pretty 
terrible, strange things that we're not going to get into right now. But you would have no idea if calling, if, if a distress beacon were going to call down a single fighter plane, or if they were going to call down an entire mothership. You would have no idea, and Cherno had no idea. There's, there's no way that they could, that you, that they could have known that the, um, oh god, it's not the purge. It's the, what's the one in Starcraft, the big obliterator thing? Um, that the which one? I know. Uh, there's. <laughs> Give me a race at least. Oh yeah, it's the um, uh, Terran. No, the god. Now I can't even Protoss. say this. Yes, Protoss, Mothership. the big circular one. The mothership. That, mothership. Yes, the Mothership. It, it's like Void Rays are more terrifying than motherships. But... Yeah, very true. But I'm thinking that that's my idea of this beam of light coming down and eradicating. But that you know, he you had no he had no idea if it was going to be a small little ship or if it was going to be an entire mothership eradicating things. I, I'm just saying that's the point where you don't take that chance in a populated area. But be, I can't defend myself because I'm not there. So. And, and, and in the end, he was brought down. And the toll was going to be heavy no matter what. If you had done that in a park, it still would have carried over into it the end That's also why I went to the That's why I went to the fighter guild to discuss potential solutions rather than making a rash decision, an actual rash decision. <laughs> with the Nat 20, the intent of it wasn't a rash, it would be whatever was the most tactically yeah. sound plan. So it could have been the field, but yeah. Bob, Bob would say, well, you know, if, if you want some time, I totally understand, and I can give you some time to think about it, and I'll go find Cherno, and we'll see what can be done. you do that. All right, Bob hops off the Nimbus and looks for the flaming blue-haired one. Probably still trying to get out of the way, did you Alright. After. Like I said, honest, honestly, in this situation, Magnus would be more frustrated with the damage to the city and the loss of potential innocent civilian lives, as opposed to dragging everything out into an open field where anything out there is a military combatant and knows what they're doing and what they're getting yeah, So, to. I guess for the, for the. For the sake of argument, the whole point of Cherno's Nat 20 was to do the most military sound thing. I don't actually, as a person, know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that made total sense. Like, if I if I could meta this at all, I would have said, no, that's a terrible idea. Uh, that's why I was trying to do the bigger, more impossible to defeat every single time thing. But you didn't know that, and that is a sound strategy. If it was a smaller one like that, or even three smaller ones, not smaller because they were still lying, but three yeah. of those things, they would not have been able to blow the top off of this entire well the idea is that they would the military as hoping could take it out before it even got that close to the town exactly yeah and well, this was just so overwhelming for us like I said I was gonna destroy the city of the next one it was just where you guys ended up throwing it it was going to happen so uh, this all happened where you're able to dig uh, out of the wreckage everything is is getting more organized people are beginning to flee to the mages guild evacuating into portals uh, no innocents were lost because it was in the Fighters Guild it, itself, so it was all combatants that were in there. Uh, the biggest loss that was non-military would be the supplies of, like, even though it's military, like weapons and ore and and carriages and carts and all of those kind of, of things would have been in that district-type area that got totally obliterated. Um, and the Fighters Guild was obviously very, very damaged in the process. But with the help of the Temples Guild and everything like that, most of the people that, if they weren't obliterated in that very first strike, are are getting medical help. And most people would have evacuated through the portal 
into Port City. Everybody kind of fleeing at that point. Okay. All right. So after that, I think it's pretty obvious that we're probably not going to throw too many more crystals around. Uh, <laughs> I don't have control of it, so... So you have the bag. I know, but you could just take it from Turtle. He has a minus one in strength. I'm not... Honestly, as Magnus doesn't get that... Uh, he's, he's not the kind of person that's going to be that forcible. He was getting that way with the cat. I actually wrote a note about it, so that's why I'm like... That's why Turtle's like running to catch you. Um... But at this point, yeah, after Cherno sees the destruction, he'd hand the bag to Bob because he's like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't win. He, they, we're either going to have a guy throw it down and get himself killed and it absorbs the mana and kills everything in the area anyways, or this and everyone dies anyways, so it's just a lose-lose. There's a reason I got other stuff like this. Yeah, like, Cherno would be pretty freaking disheartened right now, which is unfortunate. Um, I'm going through this stuff and trying to find... Yeah. Bob's only thing that he would say is, you know, we could always pick completely remote and remote and isolated areas, throw them in a run where there's no people, complete wilderness, nothing. We could always do that if you guys wanted to and possibly tie down one or two because I think you guys are up to uh, 11 source points. And there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, We're going to go, there are just over 40 of them, I've lost count part way, but there are just over 40 uh, objectives, and 50% is all that you had to do to meet maximum effectiveness. Because there was no way you guys were going to get them all. You only had 15 shards to start with. So reaching 50% is optimal recovery. And we're already at 11. So nine more, and we're already at the best that you guys were going to be able to do in this charity street, basically. Which is 100% meta. But that's kind of the, the premise, is that this is going to be an entire World of Warcraft cataclysm. It is destroying a huge section of things in order to be rebuilt by guild members and all of this kind of stuff, earning source points and adding that whole world builder into it. Not that Bob would know that, but Bob would totally say, you know, we've got there's two shards, so we've got I think eight shards left if I'm trying right. Uh-huh. Because you guys just used up two more. Yeah. So when we've used five or six and lost Uh We've thrown down ones at... Victory Point. Victory Point. We didn't at the laboratory, but then we did at the Dreadish Kingdom. Gateway. Free Trade City of Gateway. Kaban. Kaban. I thought we did another one in the Desolation, besides just the lab. And then we didn't do one at the lab, but I thought we did another one. We might have. I think we might have at that point. Because... Yeah, because Victory Point is its own, so we would have had to do another one in the Desolation. So that would have been five, and, and then, then we did two of them just now, so seven. So that means we have eight remaining. Yes, we have eight remaining, that's what I thought. So realistically, if we wanted to, we could pick, you know, we could still hit one in each continent area and get all the islands stuck, but we would not be able to take on any of the threats that come of them. But it would have to be totally isolated locations and we would have to zoom out of the way. Are you willing to risk it now? I'm just, I'm 
I'm thinking about ways because I know that you know these things are going to try to basically rip these things out as soon as they can possibly get to them. And we would have let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We would have exactly eight places left to visit, but one of them is another major city. So I don't think we're going to drop one in the city. So here's a question. Yep. Is there any way that we could somehow create a decoy, like like signal that mimics the signal from the shards to draw them to a location away from where we are planting the actual shards? It would take a massive burst of magical energy from an extremely powerful individual, and it would have to be triggered remotely by some sort of item. Hmm. But yeah, there would probably be a way to do it. Um. So you would 100% know, because I think you still have one of the Time Stopper things, the hourglasses, because I think you kept one, because you smashed the first one to get going, didn't you? I, I just think we kind of did it as a group. I don't okay. Well, then I know Cherno has three of them, and then there's one floating around somewhere between the two of us. I figured it was just in the bag. Okay, yeah, then it can be in the bag with the shards, which I've got. So we have one of those that we can use for free, no consequence. But then getting back to Port City, unless we go through the Mages Guild, is going to be a massively long pain in the ass journey. So we've got one of them that we could use automatically, which we could use in the Major City to possibly save the city. Because the next one is Permanence. It's the only other city we have left to throw it. So then... I wonder, you know, just for the sake of safety, and knowing that the longer we wait, the worse these things are get, we use that burst. It, it'll it'll take some coordination, but we have, you know, someone plant the rod in the city while we have a decoy burst out in just some desolate wasteland. Well, we can't guarantee which one they're going to go for. If we split up, we could have one decoy burst somewhere in the middle of nowhere, one in a remote location somewhere, and then or a real one in a remote location and a real one in permanence, the city. Because only one of those beasts have shown up, even though you threw down two crystals, mm-hmm. yeah. only one of them showed up. And permanence is here, right here on this little island, and all of this is 100% shifting forest with no real habitation, just kind of beasts and magical things uh, in these areas. So this is the only other populated city that we technically have to get. So I said we, we need, so my opinion, we need to save permanence first. That, that should be the, our next. So we could have somebody in permanence with one of the shards that waits for one of those beasts to show up to another real one and possibly use a decoy somewhere else to throw the odds in the favor. So basically 50% chance between going to the real thing, the decoy thing, and then stab one into permanence and see if that does it. So would Cherno know what a um, paradox is? The paradoxes would be a strange rewriting of history. Some event change. That could be something as simple as uh, the voice of the tower is no longer the voice of the tower. It's somebody else. Or it could be Kangor was never actually tied down. Or it could be the Chronomancer's power and magic gets so unstable that he splits. So I'd be explaining that that is the risk of us calling the decoy. But you do have one of those for free that you can use. The because we have one. just teleports us back to Port City, doesn't it? It's just a large magical burst of power. Yeah, we're not using it for its intended effect. We're actually going to destroy it just, just to release its energy. Okay. 
So, where else do we need to put down the shards? We need to put one in the uh, Broran Kingdom, which is this whole section of desolate up here. Um, and we need to put one in the uh, Restmore Kingdom, somewhere in this desolate strip up here. We need to put one at the Valorous Mines, which is basically a giant mountain with nothing but mines underneath, so it would be pretty safe. The Boris Island is a crazy magical wizard experiment island, so God only knows what's there. Endpoint Mountain is basically an exploded volcano mountain crater thing. Divinity's Island is uh, a strange spiritual location. And then Permanence and the um, Lost Forest. Okay. Um, where is... What to do? Where is my character? One second, one fast. I can... So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And we only have eight shards left. Yeah. So if we have to use two to save a place, then somewhere is going to pay for it. Possibly. If you get enough of them done, you don't know if something bad will happen, but there's no guarantee that it will. Your group is basically taking care of the entire King Islands by yourself, essentially. There's other groups that are doing minor things, but none of them... You haven't noticed any other strange anomalies of these creatures appearing. Like I said, honestly, we can figure it out later, but permanence needs to happen next. Yeah, it does. I'm just trying to use my head to access Charles' intelligence, which is much higher than my personal intelligence. Um, Charles has... What is it? Plus two? Plus two intelligence. And Michael does not. <laughs> um... And you can always call upon the aid of What's-His-Bucket to do something as yeah. opposed to just release a burst of magic. Charm magic counts as magic. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So the char- oh, yeah, that's right. They're not. They're not human noise anyway, so I can't. You'd need the equivalent of a ninth-level spell to be a big enough magical draw for something to get. No, it was more like, can I befriend one of them to attack another one of them? Oh, um, possibly, but the more powerful they get, the... They're not humanoids, they're elementals. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it wouldn't work for charm person. And even your lawyering skills, I don't think, would work against giant disintegrated lasers. No. (laughs) Probably not. Um... No, wait, let's stop it. Uh... That was like, friendship. (laughs) Cast friends? (laughs) We did see that if they don't have direct line of sight, they can't attack it. What is the little one's hidden? That being said, the, the big one didn't have direct line of sight, and he pretty much vaporized. Yep. So I, I, I don't feel like that tactic is going to be effective anymore. I think we got lucky with the last one. I don't know what we can do. Period. Um... Like I said, honestly, the one in the mine, I think, if we just get to the bottom of the mine and plant it, then is it not going to end up the exact same as... You would know the bottom of the mine goes all the way down into the underdark of my world, basically, so we're talking several days traveling straight into these winding paths, and the Valrus family has 100% control over that. And any kind of danger, they would know that 100%. If the, just cementing them made the things disappear, they'd be fine. But then uh, now we're just doing the entire mine. I mean, yes, the, the mine is one of those places that needs to be dealt with anyway. What about the water near? What about low tide? 
low tide would give you an extra 20 to 30 feet of beach you could plant it on. Um, so and you would, here. you would know that the Valrus mine is clear down here on this little point. Uh, and so this island, you could. there's nothing else on this island except for the mine entrance basically right there. So you could plant it clear up here, and it could blow up that whole part of the mountain in big work. That seems safer than putting it in the Underdark. And that would take several days worth of journey to get to the Underdark. If you could get past all of their security and not have it confiscated, or you could kill them all the way down. Well, let's, let's, let's deal with that when we are ready to deal with that. We have a big plan for, for permanence. And like I said, the longer we wait, you know, the more of these we use other places, the more likely it is that that city just gets... Yeah. All eradicated. I agree we have to do that next, especially with how much pocket magic there is. That's got to be a huge target for them, so there's a chance that one's been there a while. Yeah. And since you used two of them at once the last time, but you have no other data on it, you don't know if the creature that was summoned was that big because you used two of them, or if that was just the next trick. Right. I, I do know that they get progressively stronger. Like, I know that part already. Because even, you told us that meta, but at the same time, it's mm-hmm. been... Yeah, no, that is 100% what you have observed. Each time it's like the more magic that is being absorbed, the crazier it is. And you guys haven't gotten to the cause of that yet because you guys haven't been on that part of the map yet, but you'll get to the cause of that very soon. Since we throw one of the last one? That was where you first saw it coming from. Yeah. If we throw one... So, I have a very crazy idea. If we pick our favorite, let's say our top four, and coordinate a time with some allies or some clock devices the tinkerers have and chuck four into the mana storm because they go to the biggest source of mana absorption. But they're coming from the mana storm. And you would 100% know getting close to the mana storm is the exact same thing as jumping into a hurricane without being kind of protected here. But I know if we threw the crystal in it, that's going to attract them the most. And I don't think one crystal will be enough to attract them. Like I said, I, I feel like you're, you're not so much. I, I, honestly, I think that if they're coming from Anasorn, there's not just five or six of them hanging out there, just waiting. And so you chuck one crystal in there, you might have one or two that go after it. <laughs> Mass Effect Three, when the Reaper invasions, you click search too many times, and all the Reapers start coming in on all sides. Yeah, it's it's it's. I feel like I feel like you know, you're throwing a hand grenade already. Yeah, but I'm hoping they're going to go try and deal with the hand grenade and not the other stuff, is the idea. There's a two or three of them might, but we will have hundreds of others. And if you guys wanted to, you are currently right here in the capital. You could either go straight down there, or you could finish off this continent, and you'll be, after you get to this one up here, not that you have to do it right in the capital city, but when you're up here, you would be close enough to the mana storm, you could possibly investigate that if you wanted to. Because like I said, you basically have this whole strip here to about the middle of the one kingdom, and then you have this whole tail chunk here of the other kingdom that you haven't done yet. <laughs> so, and both of those are pretty barren. Like, that's why I feel like, as it, it is, it, it, while it is an idea, yeah. I mean, we're going to have to go back there anyway, and I'm more comfortable letting you know Godzilla destroy you know this you know the steps of Mongolia than I am Tokyo. Yeah. <coughs> well, let's do it. All right. So going to this first one over here, and then over to the Mana Storm. I was saying we we deal with we we permanence, save permanence yeah, first, okay. just because 
All right. So I know we've got a couple of different plans with permanents. Uh, you guys want to do, since there's three of us, we can split three people, um, one in permanence with the shard to launch the third one, uh, a decoy and a, another real shard for the Lost Forest, or how do you want to do all of this? China would like to take the decoy as far, okay. like the bottom southern corner. Yeah, like that. Okay, so Cherno is dropped off here with the decoy hourglass thing. Alright, uh, does Magnus have a uh, preference between uh, permanence and uh, somewhere in the Lost Forest? I will take Forest. Alright, so then you are dropped off. You want to be clear up here or do you want to yeah. be... Okay, you're clear up. spread it out. Alright, and then Bob will go ahead and stay in um, permanence and keep a shard with him. So, are we going to try and coordinate this, and who's going to launch theirs first? Wasn't the goal for ours to be launched at the same time? I think so. Honestly, I think honestly, the best way to do this is to launch the decoy first to see if they go for it. And if they do, then we don't even need to use mine in the forest. You would have, yeah. You would have to use one in the forest to claim the forest. Permanence is its own location. Yeah, so... so if you want to use a decoy down here and then wait until after it flies over you kind of a thing and then plant the crystal? Yeah. Alright. So and then, well, I, and then hope then you know, if I had some way of letting you know, hey, it's cleared me on the count of three, we both plant. If it's anywhere near as big as the last one is, there would be a dark blob in the sky. Yep. So yep. that's I think that's what we do. And and uh, you know that's why that's why we'll drop us off first so that Cherno has Time. Time and the Nimbus to escape after. Awesome. I was just like, we're just leaving Charlo to die. No, yeah, I know what my $15 is going towards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bob, uh, Bob is going to just slap the Nimbus's butt and it starts scooting back towards Charlo to pick him up. Um, Alright, so uh, we coordinate all of that. Uh, are you going to use the freebie decoy or are you going to use one of the three powerful ones that you were given? Powerful ones. Alright, go ahead and roll me a D100. Let me know if it's less than 30%. 79. 79. You are totally in the clear, no paradoxes as far as you know. You release it, and then all of a sudden the same mothership sized one sails over your head, uh, Magnus, as it heads straight for that. Alright, I will wait until it gets a little bit further along so that I can make sure that, so that I know for sure that you've seen it. Yep. And then I will go Alright. And wander through the Lost Forest. Alright. It very much begins to slow down, but then continues on, and then Bob plants his, and once again it very much slows down almost stopping, but then continues working its way south towards the decoy. You would have had, at this point, a good 15-20 minutes to haul at. Just because of where I am, how far can I say haul ass in 15-20 minutes? A while. If you're flat out... With the, yeah, how, what, what oh, is this is huge. This is this continent here is... is uh, for relation, it's as big as the entire island that Port City sits in. So, uh, pretty much, how far could the Nimbus go if you were to kind of do a rough radius? Oh, the Nimbus! The Nimbus would be able to get back to you if if I were to send it back towards you. I'm trying to see if we're getting to the Fire Isle. Uh, I may have a small legion of fire 
dragon-based warlocks. You would be only one. It would take you overnight to travel okay. all the way. That's to what I was trying to find out. Yeah, not worth. Okay. All right. So, uh, do you want me to? You, did you want Bob to send? Since you're the first one that sets off the decoy, did you want Bob to send Nimbus back to you to pick you up first, and then pick up? See, I figured we would just drop me off, then drop you, and then have him drop you off, and actually have Nimbus with him. Okay, yep, so then you have Nimbus then. Uh, so then you... I'm going to do a lovely little loop. Yes. Yeah. You are very easily on Nimbus, able to get almost all the way off of that island in that 20 minutes before that large blob starts heading your way. Not that that's a correct distance between here and here, but close enough. Um, so you're able to very easily uh, get back. You pick Bob up after a while, and then you're able to pick up um, Magnus, clear here on the tip of the island. I'd just be like, I don't know what I saw here. It's not the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you said that again! <laughs> you said that too many times. But I'm like, pigs with pitchforks yep. and floating dragonfly things and critters and when you see a, berries. When you see a shadow underneath your feet, you run because a giant hand will scoop you up. And, and, and fairies and more fairies and uh, a, a clearing with a plinth. <laughs> oh my god. You find a giant stone tablet covered in blood with all sorts of arcane script in the center of it. A battlefield of dead fae around you. Like, different book, different book. <laughs> Alright, uh, so you're able to get all of that done, get everything picked up. Uh, as far as you know, that went off without a hitch. So now that everybody is picked up, do you want to investigate the Lost Forest, investigate permanence, or hit another island? I'm, I, 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 you know, had a good 45 minutes wandering around the Lost Forest. Saw two decrepit old hag witches, one with a red broom, one with a blue broom. They're yeah. flying around collecting mushrooms. And I'm just like, you know what, guys? It didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, I figured out after a while that there was patterns in the way that I, you know, I could get back to the same place every time if I just took, you know, it didn't matter what I did if I just followed the same series of movements. You, you've, you heard this fairy music when you got to the correct clearing, and as long as you followed the fairy mu- music, you were good to go. But at the same time, I mean, that didn't actually get me anywhere because, you know, the, there was the, the look. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go wander around the forest of of a maze, go for it. Uh, I didn't find much, but you know, I didn't have a whole lot to look. Bob would probably legitimately enjoy that if there was time, but since time is of the essence, he's not going to go randomly wandering lost through a forest. Makes sense. So, where would you guys like, or what would you guys like to do from here? Do anything in permanence, do anything in the lost forest, or get a different island? Well, we say permanence at this point to our knowledge. Yes, yes. permanence and the lost forest are both gold. For twisted reasons, Cherno would want to go to the, see what happens to the area he put down with Detroit. Okay. Uh, you head back that way, and that very large creature is just <laughs> cutting swaths through this forest, but doesn't seem to be really doing anything. Just burning several uh, large portions of right where that decoy was. But after a while, it would just kind of turn around and start heading back towards the man's storm. Not towards one of the actual crystals. Not towards one of the actual crystals. Basically, and what you notice is when you planted that one with the stone on top of it, after about 10-15 seconds, 
There was nothing it could do to get it out. It was just one of those, while it was activating, it, it was still able to be ripped out of the ground. Same thing with that one where the three of them were channeling into it, trying to lift it out. After about 10 or 15 seconds, it was solid in there, almost as if magical roots had sprouted from that crystal and just grabbed the viewer. So at that point, you know, when they can't get it out, are they just trying to destroy it? Everything in its path and pissed off rage and then returns to the mana storm. So how much damage can these things actually, and how much punishment can they take once they've ruined it? This, crystal, this chunk, this whole little tail right here, no longer exists. Well, I was just saying, how much can the how much damage can the crystals take? Oh, the they... crystals? You have no idea. But as far as you know, even those direct channeling spells from those powerful creatures earlier didn't make it. And I was going to have a scramble of, uh, uh, if he tried to actually cut that crystal off of the ground, I was going to have some really funny effects happen where he basically stops 100% in momentum. Upon hitting that, then They're, they are solid. They are as powerful as the huge crystal is. Just tender in size. Tender in size. Yep. Um. Headbutting the butt. Um. Like honestly, I'm willing to let weird, creepy, experimental mage island go <laughs> if push comes to shove. Since none of you are members of the Mages Guild, you don't know anything about him. Just that he's a weird, kooky-ass mage. Do I know literally anything about it? If you would look into creep, uh, not creepy old wizards, uh, but if you would look into... There's so many tomes! Exactly. If you would look, if you had any inclination to delve into experimental magic, you would know about him. But unless you specifically looked at experimental magic and, like, spell creation... You would know that. So then, a related topic: Would my patron have any interest in that? Probably, yeah. If you searched your your candle library, you would. It, even if I don't search it, would it be saying I need to go get knowledge there? If it was an option, and you're like, no, I want to skip it. Your patron would probably say, eh, maybe go. <laughs> so that's more or less I'm trying to find out. Because Cherno, same, knows nothing, doesn't care. Yeah. Is there going to be a voice in his head saying, actually, I care? Yeah, there, there would be a voice saying, I, I know that you want to skip it, but don't. Who else wants to see that? This one has got one of Virgil's old characters in mind when I made that island up in that kooky-ass wizard. And, and his name is Divorce, which is very similar to Ouroboros. Is it the giant snake that bites its tail? No, that's your one right Um, well, that's also the reverse. No, wait, okay, that's your one right So... So, if you really want a rules lawyer, it just, you know, you can always do the whole, we'll get to it, and then we just happen to use up all of the crystals before we actually have a chance. You would, your top priorities, you would 100% know Divinity Island, is needs to be a priority. You would know where are the libraries in order. What's that? Libraries, biggest libraries in order. Kangport, which you save, and basically it would be all of these kingdoms in here, and then it would be permanence, and then possibly endpoint. There was a whole massive wizard's tower uh, at one point up there, but then it exploded. Um, and then possibly Kooky Crazy Mage, but nobody has any ideas if those are just scrawlings of a madman or if there's something legitimately there. Uh, and Valorous Island might as well, but if nobody's saying that they are also for then that's the priority list for sure now. We would go very last to that, kind of a toss-up between those two. 
The Benavides Island has no libraries that you know of, but it's literally the place of the gods. So the cleric in you would be like, eh, you can't let my boss die. And Magnus is saying, which of these places are the most inhabited? Most inhabited? If you're speaking literally, it would be Kingport, which you already saved, and these islands here. If you're speaking life forms in general, Divinity's Island has that whole portal connection to all the spirit beasts. Um, Permanence Wood, and you have no idea about Valorous, because Valorous is super, super secret. Uh, but it leads down into the Underdark, and it is one of the only locations to get there, so it's strategically extremely important for all the races that live day. And then, as far as you know, there's only the one mad, kooky-ass mage on this island, and nobody on Endpoint. So for me, Endpoint is a... You know, like, like, Kooky Mage and Endpoint are non-factors. <laughs> Which is funny, because I think those would be Clyde's top priority if Clyde was here. <laughs> Maybe, possibly, but... Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, well, well, no, no, so honestly, if, if Clyde were here, his first priority before any of those other islands would have been Divinity's Island. I guarantee that, too, yeah. Pokemon Island? Why? I know, right? <laughs> so... I think we're more or less agreement. We need to take care of the top right first. Kingdoms need to come first. Highest population, largest source of knowledge. I say the, the the two kingdoms and then divinities would be Klein's third, not Klein, uh, Magnus's priorities for right now. And once the the top is taken care of, Chernobyl stops caring as much. So good with anything. All right. So then, since you guys are right here, did you want to go anywhere near the Mana Storm, or are you going to kind of make a wide arc around? Uh, I'd say we just. Beeline it and take take a gander as we go past. Yeah, you, I'd like to do a little investigation. This would be one hundred percent the map that you have in your book, and you start beelining it right here, and all of a sudden there's a big massive storm of mana that is right in front of you. Despite the fact that it looks like you've got quite a ways in between, and you guys kind of search around the outside. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you kind of search around the outside and you start getting up to this kingdom up here, and it looks like the mana storm is lapping against the shores of the island. That's not you. So, do you want to try and risk throwing one right here near the mana storm where the population is, or do you want to throw it desolation over here and give you guys some running room? I, th- I think we're, we're, we're at the point where we don't want to plan in your populated areas if we yeah. can avoid it. Alright, so you're just gonna chuck a crystal down and keep going and hope for the best, or do you want to try and take some sort of measure to whatever? You have two more uses, you have one freebie and two more of the powerful. Yes. I'm just thinking about something. You said uh, when we were back dealing with uh, Victory Point and Kandor, you were talking about how those crystals were basically, you know, drawing the, that, that magical flame towards them. Are these crystals pulling the mana storm towards them? Are they yeah, definitely bad. attract magic, and they are the same material as the large portal crystal itself. Bob, that is a net money so for as a, you one hundred percent know because you have seen crystal-based alien technology before, and the massive amounts of data and and the things that it can store in it. That it is not so much um, pulling the mana storm to it as the mana storm itself is seeking them. So basically what we're doing by planting all these crystals all over the world is dispersing the mana storm. Essentially. 
but it's smaller, concentration. And the mana storm. And the mana storm. You've seen this on planets that have been destroyed. The mana storm is a living storm. It is enveloping the world, and this may be the apocalypse that the Chronomancer was worried about going unchecked. Because after those crystals are in the ground, they cannot be removed. Whereas before, and they could be pulled out, and then you would have lost all of that progress. So you don't know if the mana storm expanding is is causation or if it's coincidence. Can we do a circle mana storm before we do anything with our time? No. No mana storm now is even if it's the size that it is there. Yeah, it's bigger than this whole continent, and it is bigger than the entire elemental islands, especially now that it's expanded on all sides. You guys would have gotten reports if uh, you had anybody on the tangle uh, that you knew uh, of the kid encroaching upon the tangle as well. well. That's the thing is, I think, like, Trinola would be trying to figure out is it expanding or is it moving? Exactly, we don't have time to figure it out. Shit. <laughs> like I said, it would take weeks to get around the mansion. So. You can call it a favor. Like I said, this is super speed. Like I said, that information is, I, I mean, I realized that the whole, you know, Search for it. Information is is a key thing for Trino. But at the same time, Magnus once again, and honestly, Magnus is probably going to deck Klein the moment he sees <laughs> for dragging him into this. Oh god, that's a fight I want to see. Especially Meta Klein possibly knowing about Magnus, like all of Magnus I mean, and everything. Like I said, he asked for Magnus by name. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like seeing the fight of somebody that knows every move you're going to make, but also realizing that there ain't shit he can do about it. So, so like I said, like, you know, Magnus is like, I, I was brought here for a reason. I now see why. At the same time, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that bastard was thinking, because this is more his shtick. But there must be, well, like, there must be something even crazier going on for him. But one thing you guys did notice as you were flying around, the ocean wasn't really affected. But since it is basically encroaching upon the landmass, you notice that bits of rock are being pulled out of the ground. Sand is being picked up and pulled into the mana storm, and things are just starting to leave. Right there, when that man's soul is starting to approach. So let's 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 wander out, plant one of these things, and scoop. All right, you so chuck it in the ground and run. I mean, honestly, honestly, I think I think now is about the best time to see if that is a viable strategy. So yeah, we'll just chuck it in the ground and run. And once again, it'll be one of those you know from a safe distance observe and report. All right. Because of how close the mana storm is, you chuck it in the ground. Each of you roll a single percentile die and add them together. So just one d10 and make it a percentile. I won't do the rule of that. Sixty-six. Sixty-six. That is more than half. It sticks in the ground, and even though these creatures are so close, as it gets closer, for some reason, maybe it's the closeness to the magic. Maybe it's it's you guys are just getting really damn good at this. It locks down. And they are unable to, despite blasting the hell out of that entire area, they are unable to dislodge that crystal. And you look behind you, and all of the rocks and trees that were being uprooted and pulled towards just all of a sudden fall to the ground, and nothing else gets pulled out of the ground. Alright, so I'd say we have a pretty solid chance of that tactic working in the future. 
a chance, nonetheless. It's like, look, we're, yeah. right now we're dealing with risk management. And, like, that's what Turtle's been trying to do for the last few. Like, he's just like, we can't wait. We can just have the best results. And that's all he's open for, because, yeah, that's... When we started this, yeah, we had a winning shot. So we got that one planned. We got one more here in the actual Kang Kingdoms. Yep, right over here. So let's go... Same strategy, same, or are you going to... Same strat. Yeah. All right, you chuck it once again into the ground. Chink, roll me the two die again. One be the ten, and one be the one. That's a nine. Seventy-nine. Once again, the percentage has gone up, so it's more difficult this time, but it is still able to launch into the ground, stay there, and it blasts the hell out of the ground. And this one is even a little bit larger than the original one. And as it, it flies in, you see that the little ones are breaking off of it in pieces as they scour everything around them. Alright, so... That leaves us with some one, two, two, three, four. Yeah, these four islands right in here. The second. Mm-hmm. How oh, many yeah. shards we just? How many shards have we just used? We did. You have we four did. left. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so let's go to the uh, Mag. Or Mag is like, so we'll go to your spirit island. Right. You fly into the spirit island, and are you just going to randomly chuck it and go, or do you want to investigate the island itself? Because the very first thing you notice about this island, it is there's no way in hell that it is inhabited. Every single mountain ridge comes to an exact point. There is no climbing surfaces. You just see there's little valleys cut through these sharp-edged mountains and cliffs, almost as if the earth itself rose up and, and points in weird configurations. But these paths, you do occasionally see the strange color of a creature zipping through it. And when you enter into the waters nearby it, you get a sense of peace and a sense of... Go ahead and roll me a d20 to figure out which god is currently in charge. Sixteen. That was wrong. It is not a sense of peace. A sense of purpose. A sense of, of power. A sense of the call to battle. The call to war. The call to conquer. Just floods through your veins. You notice that these spirit creatures that are running around on the ground, there are very large muscle ones, including ones with four arms that are throwing boulders out of the way. Yeah, I know, right? There are several that look like almost like fighters that are, are battling each other, some kicking, others punching, some spinning on their heads and doing all sorts of breakdance moves in the process. Um, and, and there's even this strange blue-looking ninja frog hopping around with a, with a watery type blade that it is able to command. And you fly over the top and you notice that, that while it is very active, they don't seem to be phased by what is going on. There is no spirits running around call to action. It's just living. Hmm. You would see that on the far end, right down in here, there is a what looks like to be a settlement in a port. There's a big docks type area and uh, uh, several buildings set up, and it appears to be the only way to really get into these pathways, uh, cutting through the mountains, unless you like land directly, paradrop in, uh, is to go through here. Uh, me personally, as much as I would like to explore the King Islands, um, Magnus is looking at this and he says, "Well." They're neat. But at the same time, they can probably handle themselves. 
Can I do an arcana check to see how strong the impediments are? Yes. So I was going to say, I mean, honestly, I'm, 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 I'm a religion as well. Uh, fourteen. Either way, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm a fan of just drop it and go here as well. Right, these spirits all look to be fairly powerful. Definitely, you know, about on your guys's level, but there are a lot more of them. But that feeling of, of conquer, of battle, of war that overwhelms you, you are 100% sure that the uh, deity, one of the war deities, is currently overseeing the island and taking direct charge. So they probably got about as good of a chance as anybody does of destroying what's here, or okay. destroying one of these creatures. I would say Treno probably would go investigate just enough to find a clear spot where somebody isn't with the fighting Pokemon training. Okay. You would see clear in the top corner, I'm not going to pull up the map itself, I'll rearrange the map if I have to, but you see that there are a small cluster of portal-looking things up in that direction, but they don't seem to be functioning quite right. Uh, some of the other ones, you can see uh, these spirits going in and out of these portals, um, generation one through three. Um, you see going in and out of these portals, but the ones clear at the top of the island, uh, the most treacherous location. You don't see any spirit creatures going through those portals. So I make sure I'm not putting the crystal through the portal because that doesn't do <laughs> anyone any good. <laughs> oh god, that would be funny. Are they like Hoopa portals? <laughs> yeah, that would be cool though. I'm like, if they are, that ties right into my... Can we say it is? Because that ties sure. 100% into my Pokemon charity yeah. game. If you guys watched it, that was exactly good. Effed up the whole world? I did not know that, so yeah, we can 100% say that. Because Hoopla got t- corrupted, and that's why he started pulling characters from fantasy that's awesome. into the world, and that's why we had an Aarakocra. And uh, no, man, yeah. We will 100% call it that way then. Okay. So yes, that is what it is. So you throw the chard into Cherno's Cherno's world, and uh, Mountain Rhino now will take over the stream as it decimates the Pokemon world. <laughs> Team Rocket's blasting off again! Team Rocket is dead. Yes. Down, that's Team Sausage Boy. What? Yeah, exactly. Team Aqua. Alright. So you throw it in that area where those inactive portals are. You chuck it there. You take off. The Reaper comes out of space and begins uh, devastating that entire area. But you see that all of those Pokemon creatures are really putting up one hell of a fight. Do we need to roll like those? If it... Well, if, are you using another one of the distraction things? Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to roll for it. Did you, didn't you Which use one? We're not using a distraction. Yeah, no. Then you don't have to roll for it. Oh. oh, not the distraction thing. The, uh, we're just tossing. Uh, yeah, if you're just oh to see if it goes up. Yes, sorry. Go ahead, and roll. <laughs> This one is a little bit more challenging yet. 83. Even higher yet. I've been going up by 10s. It was 50, then it was 60, now it was 70. So you guys are just keeping ahead of it. Just keeping ahead of it. And the Pokemon, all of a sudden, these very large birds come flying out of one of the portal and just start bombarding this thing with ice and lightning and fire. I'm just... Be going to be the Pokemon rules. Go for it. And it would be the actually the ones who are just being introduced to Pokemon Go right now. There's three fighting type legendaries. Really? Yes. Uh, I did not see those yet. Uh, Kabalion, Terrian, and Kabalion, Terrian, and Verizian. Yes. What, what generation? They're the Swords of Justice from Gen Five. 
Gotcha. Okay, that's why I didn't think about them. I was always going with the first three gems on legendaries. Yeah, that so is fantastic. But if you have the fighting ones in power, for sure, yeah, then they <laughs> jump through the portal and just beat the crap out of this thing. And every one of those. Keldeo. Yes. Sorry. Oh my god. Keldeo is the tiny yeah. little unicorn horse. That's awesome. Right there. Yeah. The cute one. O P A F. That's adorable. Yes, and so you see that these uh, Pokemon are just beating, or Pokemon, they're not actually Pokemon, quote-unquote, copyright. Identities. So these spirits launch up, and they are able to just decimate all these other creatures. You see that the big four-armed, muscled Pokemon spirit is grabbing (laughs) large boulders and sharp rocks and chucking them up at the air, and, and eventually this creature is completely dispersed. And you feel that sense of victory ring through you as the war god once again commanded and, and conquered. Um, command and conquer. Um, as the Tiberian begins, yeah. Um, so you guys are able then to rock it off. You have three more islands left to hit. And three more rods, and I don't know if we can... I don't know if we can de-hundy our way through these last three. It'll be 80, 90, and 100 for the last three. If you don't use a distraction. Wait, how many how many how many potential distractions do we have available? Three? Three, yes. Three total possible distractions, but each time you use one, the chance of paradox. Well we still have the free one left. You still have the free one left. Yes. Yep, it was thirty-three percent chance on the last one um, of something terrible happening with a paradox, but you still have the free one. Probably use number that you So if I don't know that, then that's my Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, finishing up, as we get finished up, I honestly think... Would we have any reason to believe this plan is it? We have no idea that the threshold of getting lucky is getting worse. We don't, and... I hate that I don't know. Like, I know, right? doesn't know that. It's just like, this just works. That's part of the reason why I have such a hard time being PC so Bob, Bob and DM Bob at the same how time. Many, how many source points do we have now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys have cleared one, two, three... Four, five. You guys have cleared five more islands. Holy shit. Because so you got the Lost Islands, you got Permanence, you got the Two Kingdoms, and you guys just got Divinity. So five more source points. You guys are up to 16. And we need to get points. 20. 20, which we can't Which hit. is perfect. 20 is like as good as you we can. We can't hit. We have three left. Well. We can hit 19. This is a perfect world. Also, just a quick reminder, these aren't the only way to get source points. See, I've been scrolling below that. Um, spoiler warning? Spoiler warning. Well, all of, our, all of the source points are actually before the spoiler warning. Yeah. There's an updated version. I don't know if you would have downloaded it yet. Um, no, this was just the link that you posted earlier today. Okay, yes. Then it's it's filled out all the way down. So there are lots of opportunities. And actually, nope, because you guys didn't clear all of those. You would have actually gotten two points for, oh, no, because you didn't actually land. Never mind, so you're all just up to... Oh, yeah. 16, yep. <laughs> so, came for it. No major structural losses. Um, yeah, that one's totally off yeah, the table. That, that one was. <laughs> so we cleared Gateway, Dredish, Kaban, Roran... And you guys would have access to not all the discoveries and the secrets, but you would have basically access to all of the discovery things because uh, the Chronomancer would have said, this is what you need to do. So here's a question for me. Resimor. So we've done all of the kingdoms. Yes, all the kingdoms you have done. However, you have not actually cleared all the kingdoms. Right. You have just visited. Yeah, because there's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Like I said, we're we're we're, we're it's you know do some more investigation of some of these areas. So I on a bomb. Now that we just kind of that's how I met her. After we see that thing leave, we got back down to Divinity's Island and go for a little little jaunt. Just you poke our way around. You've been one hundred percent. You try to land inside Divinity's Island itself, and you are one hundred percent kind of bumped out towards the shores and guided towards that main entrance into it. Clip. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Have you ever played uh, ATV versus Moto Cross or whatever? ATVX. So, if you hit the boundary, it's just boom. And that's you, fantastic. You don't die. You just go. Ooh, that's lines. fantastic. That's exactly what it would be like. You try to land, and you're boom, all the way back over to the shoreline, and it 100% is guiding you to that dock with the main port type area there. So we go to the dock. All right, you go over to the dock, you settle down. After your feet physically touch the ground, ringing through your heads is no mortal blood will be shed upon this island. This is your only warning. Charles, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to uh, use my weapon bond and just let the glaive go. It disappears, and you notice that there are other people that have been taking shelter here, and they look like pretty violent people, but... All of them are super chill, and nobody's starting fights, even when one guy thinks he's being gouged about the bar price in the local tavern. He just, whatever, sits down, doesn't do anything. So I'll just walk, you know, since there is a bar and there are people there, I'll just walk up like, so, new to the area, what's the, uh, what, what, what's the deal with this place? If you do want to... Uh, explore, you're welcome to. It's different for everybody. Uh, you enter, train, um, <laughs> you enter in through the different portals, and it takes you to different realms of spirit uh, with all of these creatures. You will see that there's several of these creatures around, and you can actually make bonds with them and be able to call upon them in times of need. Uh, if you do want to uh, try to commune with them, you have to go out into the island itself and uh, ask permission of whichever deity is in charge. The war god is currently in charge right now. Um, so you would need to go out and show your strength in order to prove that you are uh, capable of, of handling these spirit creatures. So with Magnus seeing, you know, just kind of the effectiveness with, with, with which they dealt with the beast from the Manastorm, you know, they may not be what he would normally see as conventional allies, but he sees their potential as allies. And so he says, so what do I got to do? All right. They say, all you need to do is walk out into the island itself. So you go through the large archway you see at the end, walk out and ask permission of the God of War to take part in, in the spirit battles that are happening out there and open your soul to to having those creatures bond with you. I'll walk to the gate. I walk right up to the gate. And I was like, um, so I'm not gonna lie, I don't know a whole lot about how this works. I just know that this world is in trouble, and I need all the help I can get to help save it. And the, the inhabitants of this island look like they are more than up to the challenge. I know strength when I see it, and that's the strength that I wouldn't mind having on, on my side. You feel the the energy of the island shift and almost accept that as an answer. And as you take your first step 
through the gate a Pokemon or spirit creature game. Rounds <laughs> the corner. What would Magnus's starter Pokemon be? Spirit be. God damn it. Oh, Judas Priest in a bucket of oats. You can choose any single first evolution one that you like. Um, including I'm, the baby ones if you want. Uh, one, the ones. one second. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm sure it would be... Yeah, uh, it would be one of those that's appropriate. But here, there's a list of the yeah, ones you're allowed to pick from. Yes. Uh ha 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 ha. Um, let's grab this for you, so I can tell you exactly who your options are. Because this is now entering. Yeah, I haven't read this realm. I haven't yep. read this this document in a while. And this would be one of those where it wouldn't necessarily be the one that you would be able to summon right away, but you have meta terms. Um, eventually, spirits are going to be able to bond with your weapons. And depending on which Pokemon you have, you can alter their what spirit you're binding. It affects what your items can do. A starter Pokemon, B, one B, fast proficiency. Uh, starter Pokemon, there we go. SR one half or lower. So do a fun little search. Well, there's well, actually a companion. sheet at the back. Yeah. Will the companion app show all of them that are SR? Uh, lots. There's an index in the back, and just oh, awesome. grab it, and it sorts everybody by SR. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm just going to grab that. And on that note, start thinking about your future. Um, would he be in this generation now? Litwick would probably be Charos. Litwick is 5th gen. Yeah, they added 5th gen, so Litwick would be Charos. Yep. Because it's a tiny little fl- candle with a blue flame that steals yep. souls. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yep, they'll have to see it's SR, but... It's... Um, yeah, I hate when it takes girls and that kind of stuff to load. Is it even loading? That's my question. Google Doc, the loading a PDF on Google Docs takes ages. It does. Oh, here we go. Uh, Son of Yes! No. <laughs> Not a choice, but good try. Um, honestly, honestly, out of all of the legendaries, Solovy is pretty low on my list of ones I would choose. Yeah. Well, let's just see. If you want, we can take a quick break. That way we can pull yeah. all this up. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, after these messages, we'll be right back. And we'll see what Magnus's starter Pokemon yeah. will be. And we'll probably look at all of ours, too. That way we don't have to pause again. Yeah, um, Litwick. Still with family? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, whenever you're able to. Um, great. If not, Thanks. that's totally fine. We will... He can do what? Uh, I have fun with Litwick. Awesome. All right, we will be back in just a moment, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Chaos Plan. If you would like to join the game and support the podcast, visit our Patreon account at patreon.com slash adventuringguild. And there you can pledge to either become a sponsor or a player or both if you like. So thank you all very, very much for listening, and we hope you join us again next week.